And when you need help to get up. <laughs> Amen. What's he eating? Radish. He did it. He did it. Radish. He ain't even offered me any. I guess she wants me to get started. I don't know. <laughs> we got plenty of time. It's still daylight. Uh, never knows when to start recording <laughs> well, let's take our Bibles and turn to Daniel, the first chapter. We'll start with verse 8. Talk about not giving up. Being consistent in our walk with the Lord. Amen. Don't give up. Everybody found Daniel? It's right before Ezekiel, I think, isn't it? Verse 8 in chapter 1. But Daniel made up his mind that he would not defile himself with the king's choice food or with the wine which he drank. So he sought permission from the commander of the officials that he might not defile himself. Now God granted Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the commander of the officials. And the commander of the officials said to Daniel, I'm afraid of my lord the king, who has appointed your food and your drink. For why should he see your faces looking more haggard than the youths who are your own age? Then you would make me forfeit my head to the king. But Daniel said to the overseer whom the commander of the officials had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that, that bunch, please test your servants for ten days and let us see, let us be given some vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be observed in your presence and the appearance of the youths who are eating the king's choice food and deal with your servants according to what you see. So he listened to them in this manner and tested them for 10 days. At the end of 10 days, their appearance seemed better and they were fatter than all the youths who had been eating the king's choice food. So the overseer continued to withhold their choice food and the wine they were to drink and kept giving them vegetables. Let's pray. Father, we, uh, we thank you for the preservation of your word and how important it is to see how men and women just like us dealt with the uh, everyday problems of the world 
in which they lived at the time. God, how you loved them and you watched over them and you protected them. We know that uh, you will do the same for us. We just thank you for that watch care. And we pray, God, that as we go through our lives in whatever capacity in this world, that most of all we would be yours and your servants, examples for Jesus. God, that we would walk in the paths of righteousness. God, not for us, not for any favor for us, but God, uh, for your glory and your honor. We just uh, we pray that uh, you will show us how to be more consistent in our walk with you and that we might never give up the fight, but stay there to the end with you. We'll give you the glory for all of that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, you know, in today's world, we see uh, probably a better opportunity to travel uh, with your business and when you get out in the world and, you know, the boss has places for you to go and uh, things to get involved in in business and uh, people to work with and so on and so forth. If uh, you're away from home and away from people you know, just around a lot of strangers a lot of times, and it may not be that way with a lot of us, but we know people that are salesmen on the road or, or whatever travel. You'd be surprised at how many uh, people are involved in ministry or that are out on the road. And folks, I want you to know the temptation for all of them, even the ones involved in ministry, Temptation is still there, just like it was uh, for these men, Daniel and uh, uh, <laughs> I learned to call them Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> uh, they were uh, prisoners, and they were given a special menu by the the, the king, and they uh, asked that they not uh, have to eat this stuff that was uh, contrary to their uh, regimen as far as their diet was concerned uh, and Daniel was a he was a very young fellow but uh, he refused to compromise his position now in our world today it's uh, not unusual to see uh, adults grown folks compromise their position uh, uh, with uh, their relationship with the Lord their walk with God uh, when they get in uh, particular situations, they, they'll uh, compromise what they believe uh, just to fit in with the crowd. And uh, these men didn't do that. Daniel, Daniel was a captive in the land, and so were his three friends captive with him. And they did not do what the king of that country, the one over them that had control of their lives, wanted them to do, and, and uh, his servants said, you're going to get us in trouble if y'all don't look, <laughs> if y'all, if your appearance gets to be worse than all of the other young captives because you're eating this diet, he could have our heads. We could be in serious trouble for this. And Daniel said, just try it. If we don't, if we don't 
keep good quality and good caliber in our looks and, and walk everything, you know, uh, hold us responsible. Don't, uh, don't make us take part in the eating this forbidden food that we're uh, offered here. Uh, Daniel uh, and his friends remain consistent even under pressure. Consistency under pressure seems to be a, a common biblical characteristic. Men that were men like Joseph uh, in the Egyptian prison that uh, held straight and held to his faith. The Apostle Paul, when he was in jail in, in Philippi, uh, he, he held to what he believed and didn't cave in. And uh, Daniel, we see in Babylonian captivity. And uh, God didn't forget them. God didn't leave them alone. God honored them and held strong for them that they might be able to withstand this, these temptations. Uh, and, and I'm sure a lot of people, when they read something like this, say, well, where was God during all this? <laughs> He was there, wasn't he? He was in the cell uh, with, uh, with Daniel and, and the three men. Uh, he didn't desert them and he didn't leave them alone. Uh, this culture around them might have been collapsing, but God didn't run off and leave them. Uh, God held the remote control, as it were. Uh, he... He gave over Jehoiakim, uh, but Daniel and his friends found favor and goodwill uh, of the chief eunuch. Now the eunuch was, uh, of course you know what uh, physical condition eunuchs were in, and they were fixed so they wouldn't be a danger to any of the women in the, in the, court, in the courthouse, listen to me, in the, in the palace. Um, uh, God had uh, given them great uh, skill in literature and wisdom. And uh, when uh, we establish standards like God, like Daniel did, God shows up on our side. Daniel made his choice. Now, I'm going to tell you something. The time to make a choice about where you stand in your walk and your relationship with God is before you get to the place where you need to make a choice. So life is full of situations where you have to make a choice. And sometimes you have to make it just like that. You have to make it in an instant. And we need to have in our mind how we are going to behave no matter what the circumstances. And just we were looking in uh, the, the men and I were looking in uh, this uh, the Sunday school literature and uh, the, uh, the choice was presented uh, there and uh, had to be upheld. And uh, Daniel was faced with a choice here to do what this king wanted them to do rather than what God wanted them to do. I don't know 
Uh, I can't remember just right off the top of my head the kind of food they were offered, but it obviously was food that they were not supposed to eat, things they were not supposed to do. Well, I promise you folks, I've been in places and I, I've worked enough places in the secular world to be out with a bunch of guys, a bunch of people, not just guys. Women are just as bad as men are today when you get out in the world. Uh, they uh, act like they are strangers in the world and nobody knows them and what they get into, they'll do what they wouldn't dream of doing at home. Uh, that uh, temptation is there and unfortunately Christian men and women often yield to that temptation. Well, Daniel and uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had made up their mind they were not going to fall prey uh, to that kind of behavior, that they were going to uh, be God's examples. God intervened on behalf of Daniel. It was not uh, Daniel's stand that influenced the eunuch. It was God that influenced the eunuch. Look at verse 9. It says, Now God granted Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the commander of the officials. God put it in the mind of that person in charge of Daniel and the boys to be good to them. You see, God can handle even our enemies. Sometimes when we're scared to death and think that God can't do anything about the situation we're in, our mind is wrong. If we get our mind right a lot of times and understand where our strength is and who's got the strength and who can do something about our situation and go to Him for that consistent walk with Jesus, we get it. That's the only place that Daniel and, and his three friends got the strength to stand up to the head man in charge, the eunuch that was in charge of their uh, captivity and what they ate and all of that sort of stuff. And uh, God showed up on <laughs> Daniel's side and... Uh, when Daniel made his decision, God's was there. And uh, Daniel took his stand uh, against the king, basically. Uh, and uh, many, many people tend to give up when immersed in culture. We're, we get out there in the world and we get confronted in a group or a crowd or a bunch of people we work with, a bunch of people we go to school with, a bunch of people we have social club activities with and so on and so forth. And I know how people act. I'm not, uh, I'm not a goody two-shoes, been there, done that. I wrote a few pages in a textbook back a few years ago, so you don't have to talk to me about how people act out there in the world. I know. I sold insurance for several years, and we had occasion to go on trips, uh, different meetings out of town, and so on and so forth. And I've seen, I've seen a bunch of people that profess to be Christians that you couldn't tell when they got to the Gulf Coast that they were. Now, some of y'all grinning, y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, it, it's that way uh, in today's world. People want to fit in. Heard people talk about that, want to fit in. And sometimes people compromise who they are in order to 
fit in. It's more important for us folks as God's people to fit in with him than it is anybody else. Amen. Well, to be more concerned about pleasing him and fitting in with him than anything. Uh, and uh, God, was, God was there with Daniel when he got under all of this pressure. Uh, there was a consistency in him that was uncommon and uh, came strictly from his relationship with the Lord. Uh, Joseph at this time was in an Egyptian prison. That's a wonderful place for a man of God to be in and in prison. But it was not unusual in the Bible for, for the men of God to be in prison or in trouble with the law because of what they believed. Paul, as we said, was in a, in a Philippian jail, and Daniel was in Babylonian captivity, as we see here. And uh, God didn't forget them, though. God knew where they were exactly when and what they were facing. I'd, it's amazing to me it doesn't make any difference where we go or what we get into. God never leaves us. He doesn't run off and desert us and let us face the crumbling culture around us. And folks, if you don't believe our culture is crumbling, you just need to turn on the radio or the television or pick up a newspaper and read the newspaper. Our world and the United States of America is having a crumbling attack, if you will. Uh, it's like watching a bad movie on television. Things are falling apart. And uh, God's got the remote, so to speak. And I want to tell you something. When he changes the station, sometimes we don't like it. Uh, Daniel and his friends found favor and goodwill with the chief eunuch, the man that was in charge of their food and what they ate and their bondage. God gave them the skill and literature and wisdom that was unlike a lot of other men of the time in the prison. And uh, when we get standards established in our lives like Daniel did, uh, and we get in hot water, God shows up. When we get in trouble as one of God's children, God is not going to run off and desert us. We might, we might be scared that he's going to. We might feel bad. Uh, but uh, that doesn't, it doesn't happen. God shows up uh, on our side. And Daniel, Daniel had already made his choice about what, uh, what he was going to do when faced with uh, a certain situation if those things came up uh, I don't know if anybody was trying to steal that car or not did they get it <laughs> oh it wasn't <laughs> okay <laughs> well as long as they didn't leave with it everything would be okay huh? Sometimes if they take the payment with them, it would be a blessing, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, me. <laughs> Back to God's intervention on behalf of Daniel. Um, it wasn't, uh, 
it was not Daniel's stand that influenced the eunuch. It was God that influenced him. Look at verse 9 in chapter 1. Now God granted Daniel favor and compassion in sight of the commander of the officials. God granted it. Now, it wasn't a eunuch's idea to, <laughs> to give Daniel any kind of favor. It was God's idea. And God saw to it that it happened. Uh, many, uh, many people tend to give up when we get immersed in the culture. We just monkey see, monkey do is the way we act sometimes. We, we just go along with the crowd, uh, especially when we're younger. Uh, the fear of... Uh, the fear of our jobs when we start getting older and, and uh, losing the, the uh, opportunity to be promoted to have a better position or something like that. Uh, Daniel knew who he wanted on his side. He didn't want a boss. He wanted God. Folks, today, as church members, as those saved and washed in the blood of Jesus. That's what we should be most concerned about. Uh, we shouldn't be overly concerned with what the world thinks. Be concerned about not getting the promotion that we wanted. Uh, Daniel just wanted God on his side. Wouldn't it be nice if all Christians in all of our churches everywhere and in their everyday walk uh, in the world just we're concerned about walking with God all day long, every day. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Uh, when a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. It comes from Proverbs Chapter 16, verse 7. When a, when a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. That's, you think about that. That's Proverbs 16, 7. Write that down. When, when a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. He who... Now, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, thing I copied right out of the text, on, uh, out of the computer, and that he is capitalized, which reference definitely to the Lord. He makes even the enemies be at peace with him. God calms things down in our lives if we're just walking with him. Sometimes that's real hard. Some of the lessons that we learn from Daniel... Uh, in uh, surviving a modern day world uh, we need to learn to be consistent as we started off saying we don't need to we don't need to play politics now how easy would it have been for Daniel to play politics he was pretty good buddies with the king and things that he uh, predicted came to pass and all that kind of he was a good counselor and he could have had an increase in his position, an increase in his pay, could have had a nice house, could have had a nice chariot, gold-plated, and fine-looking stallions, at, and, and, a, and a chauffeur, no doubt somebody to drive the thing for him. All he had to do was climb in and go. He could have had all of that, much like 
today's world with limo and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, but he didn't, ha he didn't want to play politics. He didn't want to get things that way. He just wanted to be consistent in his walk with the Lord. Uh, and he lived life in line with God's will. He was consistent, living life for God. Now, consistency in the world today in our walk with the Lord is important to us and the world. Folks, if people can't see the Lord in church members, now I'm talking about unchurched folks that don't go to church, they don't have a church home, uh, they might go to a funeral or a wedding every once in a while, but that's about as close they get to a Christian service anywhere. But think about it. They live life in line with God's will, Christians, in order to show the world who they are. Now, that's not all we ought to do as Christians, live a life that shows the world Jesus. Folks, sometimes that's all the Bible they're going to read, you and me. And we've heard that all of our lives. But folks, no matter how difficult it is or how much weight that puts on us, we may not want to carry that moniker around. But if we're Christians, if we're members of a church and we claim Jesus as our Savior, that's a moniker we have to wear. People know who we are and what we claim to be. They... They expect us to be consistent. So when we go out with, uh, with the company group and go somewhere to eat at a nice restaurant, when uh, we're asked what we want to drink, we don't order a mixed drink. We order a Diet Coke. Everybody else may have a mixed drink, including Deacon at the First Baptist Church. Doesn't make any difference. Seen that, too. I don't know about y'all. I ain't picking on deacons now. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Another lesson is live life to please God. Now, I don't always win this battle, but I try to do everything I can to please that red-headed woman right over there. As I'm going to promise you, it keeps a lot of peace at the house. It makes Terry a happier man. It probably makes her a happier woman because I try. Now, sometimes I'm not real successful at what I do. And I see a lot of these ladies in here smiling. They know that this old hard-headed men folks are not always successful at what we're trying to do. But we try. And Daniel was no exception. He wanted to live his life to please God. And if, hey, sometimes it gets necessary to hair lip the devil if we're out with a group of people that expect us to act like they're acting. And we say, no, we're not going to act like that. Well, why don't you have a drink with us? Well, because I'm a Christian, I don't drink alcohol. Oh, well, you know, they'll call you all kind of mamby-pamby stuff, you know. And just get used to it. Isn't that what the devil did? Don't you imagine he made fun of man when man tried to stand up to him and not take part in the sin? Sure he did. 
We need to live our life consistently to please God, not to please man or the world or Satan himself. Please God. We need to be consistent in it. Then we can watch God work on our circumstances and work on other people. I don't know whether y'all have ever paid attention or not, but sometimes I enjoy seeing God do his thing when it comes to other folks. Sometimes those that live like hellions get a hellion's reward. That's nothing for us to laugh at. And we ought not to get in their face and say, I told you so. That'd be the human thing to do. The godly thing to do would be get with them and hug them up and tell them you're praying for them. If we, we can see God at work if we just pay attention. We uh, are not resistant enough to the Lord, I mean to the devil's temptation. We don't try hard enough to resist. So we lose our consistency. Folks, we cannot resist him in our own strength. We have to do it in the strength of the Lord. That's where the consistency comes from. God is an unchangeable factor in life, in the universe, in the world. God is the unchangeable factor. Everything else may change, but he doesn't. Daniel purposed in his heart. According to the scripture, Daniel purposed in his heart to live for the Lord. It was not a show. It was from his heart. It was something that moved him when he got a right relationship with the Lord. Now, if you don't think... People are looking at Christians in the world today and watching what they do. Pay attention. Just pay attention. You get in a crowd and they don't know you're a Christian. You're sitting at the table next to them and they're talking about somebody that's acting like a rogue that you know is supposed to be a Christian. Folks, it happens. It happens. The world's looking at us to find an excuse not to be one of us. Daniel was a man of God because he had purposed in his heart to be a man of God. And we've got to genuinely do the same thing. In our hearts, we've got to purpose to be consistent. Uh, sometimes we don't like that. <laughs> There's been many a time I didn't want to go to practice when I was playing ball. I don't know about any ball players in here, but there had been plenty of times I was just worn out and didn't want to go. <laughs> That's right, ain't it, darling? <laughs> Sometimes we just don't feel like it. We don't want to go. But you know what? If we don't go and we don't have a good reason, we're going to find out from the coach. I, I, I never did like to run. I'll be honest with you. Short, fat boys don't ever like to run, and I've been short and fat all my life, okay? And uh, I learned real quick, you don't do what the coach wants you to do. You can look to do so many laps around the field or the gym if you're inside. And it wasn't any fun after I got to about 20 laps. Old fat boy was about to get tired. 
and you don't dare slow down because coach is going to be right behind you. That was, hey, when I was in school, back in the good old days when the coach had a leather strap on the end of his paddle and he wore it in his belt. <laughs> uh-huh. Some of these men folks in here, y'all, are nodding their head. They understand that. If you didn't do just right, coach would run a lap with you, hitting you about every other step. <laughs> He'd motivate you to move on around that court or around that ball field, whatever. Things change. Time changes. The Lord does not change. He expects us to be consistent in following Him and doing what He tells us. He doesn't want to get on us, but you know why we suffer sometimes? Because of me. It's my fault. If I'd learned to do what God wanted me to do and live for the Lord, if I'd be consistent in my walk with Him, life would be a lot easier. That's just the way that it is. Daniel was not crude or arrogant. He wasn't caustic in his resistance to the eunuch and the king. He did it nicely, kindly. He did it with a loving respect for the king and and the eunuch as well. But he was consistent in explaining what uh, he should do and uh, what he should not do and was honored for it. Do you want people to honor you? Now, whether they make fun of you or not, when you tell them you don't do that or you, you, you have to do this and not, they might make fun of you, but they respect you. They respect you for not doing the wrong thing because it's too easy for them to fall into it and do it themselves. Christians ought to resist the temptations of the world. That just uh, goes without saying. Christians should be consistent in our biblical principles. We have a book full of principles. And they pretty well summarized in Ten Commandments. It's just pretty well summarized in that. Uh, and we, uh, we seem to have trouble sometimes <laughs> living out all of that. greatest of all that we should do is honor God through our resistance to sin and our consistency in walking with Him. The best way you can show other people who you belong to is by the way you act. I heard that all my life and it had nothing to do with the Lord. You know who it had to do with? Mom and Daddy. You represent us. I don't want you, they didn't come right out and say it this way, but this is what they meant. I don't want you to ruin my name. I don't dare want you to let people think that we're not doing a good job raising you. You walk like you ought to, talk like you ought to, do the things you ought to do, everything will be all right. If you don't, you're going to have to answer to me. Well, I'm going to tell you something, folks. The Bible is full of that language. This is what I expect you to do, and if you don't do it, this is what's going to happen. And God wasn't being mean. It's still not being mean. He's just saying, this is the way it is. Period. Period. End of quote. You live for me and everything will be all right. 
it won't be a bed of roses necessary, but everything's going to be all right. If you don't, plug your ears up, darling. You and Hannah, plug your ears up. If you don't live for me the way you ought to, it's going to be hell to pay. You unplug now. I didn't mean that in a cursing way, but at the, there is a place called hell. And if you don't live the way the Lord wants you to, you're going to have to pay the price. Let's be consistent and live for Jesus. I don't even like the idea of getting that close to a hot furnace, much less getting thrown in it. There's a reference in there somewhere about heating that furnace up seven times hotter than they normally did before they chunk somebody in. Hoo-wee! <laughs> I, don't, I don't like to burn my finger on a match. <laughs> you ever let a match burn down? You're holding a match lit and let it burn down too close to your finger and jump? Anybody that's been around a match very long knows what I'm talking about. I don't like to burn my finger. You know why? Invariably, there's a blister that pops up on the end of that finger. And it's going to be sore and it's going to get full of water and nasty stuff. And Look, things happen to us that are not pretty and are painful because of our misbehavior and our lack of paying attention so many times we as Christians are just not paying attention. We're inconsistent in our walk with the Lord. God wants us to be consistent. Put Him first, keep Him there, and follow Him. Got it? We're going to live that way, I know. You want to test on this next week? See how well you did? Just... Just a little true and false thing. I did what God wanted me to do. <laughs> Just one question. I did what God wanted me to do all week. Hmm. We're not real good at keeping the commandments. That's why it's real good to have a God that forgives us when we fail. Let's stand. We'll be dismissed. Appreciate y'all being here tonight. Huh? Oh, it's morning. With a crowd this small, it ought to be night, ain't it? Invite somebody to come to church. Okay? It doesn't hurt. I don't see any of y'all bleeding. Not walking crooked or anything. <laughs> Brother Charles, you dismiss us, please, sir.